Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to the newest version or newest edition of the Gentleman's Hour podcast. Uh, I'm Peter Redekop. And Nick Friesen. Isaac Friesen. Nolan Doha. And Aaron Groning. Welcome, Aaron. Hello. Welcome. Yeah, and, and thank you to our tech team after much, much issues this evening, but we are up and rolling. I did have nothing to do with that. Obviously. Obviously. I was not here when changes were made. But I think the changes were made for the better. And they ended up being the worst. Oh, it's almost the worst. The worst. Almost, almost. The but worst. <laughs> tonight, we've got a, a little bit of a different topic. Uh, where, where are we going with Nolan? So, basically... <clears throat> How to navigate in dealing with differing opinions. In English? <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of us. <laughs> uh, kind of just uh, summing it up, kind of dealing with persecution in our daily lives. Kind of uh, as Christians, sometimes, you know, differing beliefs and things like that, that, that play into our daily lives. How, how do we react? How do people, how do they affect people? How... What are the consequences of it? You know, the cause and effect. You know, you, you change your life. You, you do things a little differently. You attend a different church. You believe a little differently. How does that come back on us? Like, you know, what, what, what do people do? How do they change their opinion about us? How do they react to us? You know, that's, that's kind of an important topic. It it's really affects all of our daily lives. I know yeah. I, I've seen it in my own a million times. But I've, I've gained friends and lost friends because of it. So how, how do we? How do we... How do we do that? How do we deal with it? I think, first of all, uh, we should say that we are not guilty of any of that, right? Oh, of course not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we are. I mean, I, I can't say we are. I can say I am. I am. Yeah, I, 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 on the other side of that. I, I think it's uh, very easy to uh, just look at the other side and say that they're wrong. Yeah. Ob obviously, we are right. right? Well, it's because, always easier to pass in, in our minds, we are always right. Yeah. How can we learn to give the next person benefit of the doubt? Yeah. Mm. Not jump to conclusions, you know, even if he thinks different or he sees things different. Yep. How can we come uh, to the table and be able to listen. Yeah, and be able to, to share opinions and, and not not just automatically lose our cool. How we can accept someone for their beliefs and maybe learn from their beliefs even if we don't necessarily agree with them. And what does what 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 gives us gives us the assurance that we are right? Our faith. This kind of goes to last week. Last week that was kind of the question, wasn't it? How do we know we're right? Was that you guys remember, was that last week or was it a week before? <clears throat> I don't think that was last week. I think it was. But, yeah, it kind of goes, you know. And, and I think that's kind of why it's so important. It's, it's you know, get, gets carried in, and it won't just get carried into this episode, but into multiple ones, is, is accepting other people. Um, we, we really need to learn. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of rough to say accept everyone for their beliefs because that goes into all these things that are going on in the world, you know, LGBT. TQ, all of that stuff, you know, do we accept all of that for what it is? Uh, 
I think we have to draw that line, you know, even Planned Parenthood, all of these things. There's a lot of things in life we don't accept because, you know, we don't we don't stand in agreement with it. It doesn't fall into the belief system that we believe. But even still, um, do we right away condemn them? Do we condemn the people for it? It's a, uh, you know, that's a rough, rough thing to think about. But, um, you know, this goes to, you know, in the, what was it, early 2000s, late 90s, you remember the What Would Jesus Do bracelets? This kind of one of those things, you know, when you when you deal with a situation like that, what would Jesus do? Would he condemn someone the way we often do, just throw them under the bus and just automatically start, you know, how bad they are and how they do this and how they do that? Or how would he approach the situation? That That's that's kind of the, where we should come from. We should have the same um, open arms to those people and, and to learn the way to deal with those situations, even though we don't agree with them. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was thinking right away of uh, what did Jesus when... Uh, what was it, the prostitute that they uh, yeah. brought to him? He didn't say nothing. He just, no, he didn't. He just started writing with, with his finger in the sand. Yeah. He he did not argue with one side or the other. Yeah. But at the end, you know, he said, go and sin no more. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, but uh, I don't think that he is into the business of condemning people. No. Which could come very wrong across. I, I, I'm not saying that Jesus accepts sin. He is against it. Well, of course. But I don't think that he condemns people just because, you know, like, like we do often. Yeah. Well, he thinks a little bit different. Well, I, I got to condemn this person. Yeah. I, I don't think that Jesus is that way. I, I think he has compassion. Yeah. But also, I think he wants us to follow him uh, to the best we can no things i think even spirit, to right? the best we can it, it 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 can be done all the way to the level that he expects it of us i mean obviously because it says he'll never give us anything we can't handle so even even though we often i think take that just into the bad side you know he'll never overload us i think that also means on the good he won't give us an a give us a path that we can't follow he won't give us a goal that's not attainable you know it, it wouldn't make sense to have something that was forever impossible to reach the, yeah, the goal I'm, is reachable. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that it's impossible to to reach what he yeah. has for us. I think it's uh, a lot of times. I think it's more our ignorance yeah. or our un. How how would you call that? Our unwillingness to follow what we know already in our spirit. You know, if if we hear the spirit uh, talk, yeah, or or give us guidance or whatever you know yeah. it, uh, you, you can get guidance in very different ways from the spirit oh yeah Either you will get a picture or you, yep. something will just come to mind or you will see something that will speak to you yeah you know but how many times do we just ignore that oh yeah well oftentimes <clears throat> we ignore it for the fact that sometimes we're brought into the situations where where is that in the bible you know you you think you get a word and it's something that speaks, and it, it, it's it's coming from a good place. It's coming from, um, from love. It's coming from the heart. It's coming from you know all these things that that the the, the Bible says is you know Jesus is Jesus is love, right? And all all these things that we, we get, you know, when the Spirit tells you something, um, oftentimes you're scared because you know what what if what if it is the Spirit coming into you, and you're not familiar with dealing with that. You're not familiar with hearing that voice, and so many people automatically jump to the conclusion like, well, it's not in the Bible. Can can you back that up? That's uh, how do you deal with that? 
that's 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 a tough one to yeah. be honest. And I think that. But, uh, oh, go ahead. I I, I think uh, if the Spirit tells you something, I'm not saying that you have to find it word for word in the Bible. I agree. But I I think you have to be able to line it up with the Word yeah. of God. Yeah. You know, because I think a lot of it is not like, oh, I heard the Spirit say that I'm. Uh, Supposed to divorce my wife and yeah, and get married to somebody yep. else. I obviously not. You know, yeah. That well, if you go that up, far, we we <laughs> definitely we're definitely listening to different spirits. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, but you know, if if you get something, I I think if if your spirit is well, your spirit is sharp. Yep. You will right away know if this is just something stupid that you made up in your mind, or yeah. was it really a spirit talking yep. to you? But you know, oftentimes, I, I, even I, I, is it just fear where we don't? I think it is. And on, on one hand, on the other hand, I think it's something that we, uh, um, how, how, how would you say this? We are not practicing it very much yeah. to be very close we to the We don't flex that muscle in order for it exactly. to grow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. Because I know one of the things that, that leads into kind of what, what you were talking about there, um, we were talking about this verse uh, earlier before we started. Um, it's uh, John 16, verse 13. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And this kind of goes, you know, like we were saying about listening to the spirit. We, we oftentimes don't give the Spirit the credit He deserves because that's His job is to come down and guide us. This is a very good tool. You know, the Bible is a very good tool for that. But th- this, this might come off as, as, as um, <clears throat> maybe a little blasphemous, but how often don't we take the Bible and use the book itself and put it on such a high altar that we almost make this an idol because we idolize this more than we idolize God. God or Jesus Christ himself or the Holy Spirit because the Spirit has come with to live in us and to guide us. And if the Spirit is telling us something and even if it's as simple as he tells you to go pray for somebody, you see a person in need and you feel this urge to go pray for them and you don't do it. But you go and tell somebody else that they should pray for people because the Bible says to do so. Now we're taking the Bible and saying, well, this is what it says. This is what we're supposed to do, but you don't do it yourself. I mean, it, in one, one hand, it makes you a hypocrite for, for preaching something that you don't carry out. On the other, this is the law. And when we make this the law, we take the power away from Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I have used this example uh, sometimes. Um, the Bible is, is the manual for our life. So it is, it is like if you go buy a tractor, yep. it comes with a manual. Yeah. And all you do is just study the manual, see what the tractor can do, how it operates, what to do, what not to do, how to do maintenance, all of that. Yeah. You read that manual about 50 times per year, and you brag about how good of a tractor you have. It'll make you a heck of a salesman. But then somebody asks you, now, how, how does it work on the field? Oh, I have, I have never used it, yeah. but I know, I know all, of, all about it, yeah. but I have really never used it. I think that's what we do a lot of times with, with the Bible. Oh, yeah. The Bible yeah. is to give us in, uh, a, a guidance yeah. in, in life, and, but we focus so much on the book, and we forget that the Spirit is there. Or that, that God's are, still there. Yeah, yeah, that we are actually supposed to jump in a tractor and and, and yeah, do like something that. about it. Right. That, that's that's a good example. 
I like that. Yeah, because it makes sense. We we know he's here, but we forget he's here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. we, we forget that he is outside the book, that yeah. he is all around us, that he is with us wherever we go, even though we go sometimes to places where we it's don't, one of those don't want things. him to be. He's still there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, another kind of the thing that fits into that. Um, if you read an autobiography, right? Like you read a biography of somebody's life, you know, you're, you're, you're studying somebody, uh, whether in history or even somebody today, like, like Herman does with his politics, you know, listens to things on politicians, on their lives. It's, it's just a good example that, that fits his point. Um, with this, not really being a biography, but this being, um, this being basically rules to our entire life, to our existence, how much better would it not be just, just to, to read it here word for word, but to also go directly to the author and talk to him? Which we have access to. Exactly. Right? But we yeah. take that for granted. Well, basically what we do is uh, we have it for emergency, right? Do what? We basically have it for emergency. That's how we treat you know, it. Once, once we get in trouble, then, then we remember, oh, you know, there's this God that I might be. Oh, yeah. Might, might be a good idea to go talk to him, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's kind of like prayer. We don't pray. We live our daily lives. And then we get sick, and then we pray like crazy. <laughs> is, is that not like... I'm, I'm not guilty of that. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm glad you're not. <laughs> I really look up to you, Isaac. That, that really, that's good to know. Oh, well, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know I, I just had that experience, like, like recently with my appendix. I mean, I, I pray every day. It's, it's, it's a thing to me. It's, it's stay in communion with God. Not even just to take the time and pray, but in everything you do, communicate. And... In that moment, like when, when it got bad that morning, I wasn't sure where to turn. Even in my prayers, it felt like everything was dead. But I know it's not, and I know it wasn't. But, you know, I, I think it happened for a reason. I, I, I'm not saying God did it, but I think there's a lesson to be learned. But uh, I even caught myself in the midst of that kind of thinking. Like, I pray all the time and talk, but to what extent do I actually pay attention to what I'm saying? What extent do, does my prayer really hold any meaning? Does it hold any power? Because oftentimes it's a simple, you know, just a conversation going back and forth, like like trying to listen to what he has to say and, and, and trying to put my words out there to explain things like that he doesn't need explaining. Like what you're saying earlier, like when you're talking about, about prayer, what, why do we ask? You know, and this was kind of one of those things, like why do I even take the time to try to explain to him what he needs no explanation for? But I think it, it ties into to another topic that you were talking about when, when you know, why do we ask in prayer? And, and this kind of flows directly into that. But before we get into that, you know, we're not done talking about persecution. We haven't really talked about persecution yet. Nolan has a lot on his mind. I think yeah. he, is, he is about let's, to let's let him let flow. <laughs> guide us a little bit. So a good thing that I got taught is I taught when you listen that to truly listen takes sacrifice because you've got to be willing to sacrifice the things you know and sacrifice the opinions that you have in order to truly heal someone. And going on that, um, I got taught that the Bible is a good thing, but the Bible is just the well, what sort of God. It's like if I spoke 
and then everything I got said got put into a book. Yeah. Right. And then somebody t- takes that book up and they read that book. It's not the world itself on the paper that gives the world the power. It's the person behind it. Okay. And so with sin, you take things and you say, oh, I'm going to just use this out of a book, then you really aren't going to the person behind it that gives it its power. No. And that's the thing, is when you look back into that book, no, how often is it that they go, oh, what's that? I went back and I read said the Torah and it said that, so I did this and da 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 da. No, that was not one time in that book. It was them praying to God and doing the things that they said that they were going to do. No, it's the person that gives the power to the worlds. And I think nowadays when pe- people argue and people get mad and all that, I don't think they're really in that process of sacrificing to actually listen to them. Yeah, I think they're more in the oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. So, no. So, whatever you say doesn't really matter because my opinion is more, more important than yours is. Yeah. How, how many times do we listen with, with an agenda already? Yeah. Okay. If we listen to somebody, let's, let's say somebody shares something with you. You're just sitting there and trying to figure out how can I give him an answer. A lot of times people don't want an answer from you. They just want they just want a set of ears that are willing to listen. And if we have an agenda or or I don't know if you would call it an agenda, probably. Maybe a bias. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to figure out how to answer. Yeah, whether the answer is good is, or bad, or kind of what your that that's where I guess then it would be agenda. Kind of what what's what's the reason behind you want to give them an answer? Yeah. So, but I I think that's uh, a lot of times it's not that people want an answer. Yeah. They just want some somebody to listen. Yeah. What he has to say, because a lot of people, um, first of all, they're not comfortable sharing with with uh, let's say in groups or so. Yeah. They would kind of hold back. Or they don't really have somebody around them that they can talk to. Yeah. And if they find somebody that they can actually talk to, all they want is just for them to hear him out. That's all they want. They're not really coming to you for an answer. They just want somebody to listen. And I, I think that is uh, very important that we, um, that that we are careful what we do if somebody starts sharing with you. You know, kind of try to figure out, does he really need an answer or does he just need somebody to listen? So that's where the spirit comes in again. Exactly. Yeah, not only that, but 
um, how much of what you're told is it best just keep to yourself? A lot of times if in that situation, like exactly what you're talking about there, people will come to you in, in confidence. Like yes. if they're sharing with you one-on-one, oftentimes it's something they're not telling other people. And at that point, you know, you need to discern whether this is something that can be shared or something that the best thing to do is let them pour themselves out and keep your mouth shut. This doesn't affect anybody else. There, there's a reason they're opening up to you. <clears throat> yeah, because if God put you in in, in that uh, position yep. that this person opened up to you, I think we have a responsibility towards God. Yeah. For what 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 are we going to do? Yeah. You know, yeah. Are we are we just going to go gossip about it? Are we going to try to find an answer that's not really an answer yeah. because because it's it's very easy to just try to figure something out in your brain what 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 will i say to this guy yeah. you know but if if you don't really have a solid answer that you know comes from god then i think the best you thing do a is lot of damage just, yeah because yeah. that actually points directly at <clears throat> excuse me the like encounter uh, uh you know as the servers we're often told if somebody asks you a question, don't jump to give someone counsel. You know, if it's if it's not something you're you're qualified or you have an answer for, don't exceed your knowledge. Don't exceed yeah. the level of of, of uh, not necessarily training, but the 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 wisdom God's given you. Don't think that you're smart enough to answer this question. This a lot of times those questions are really hard, and they're they're God questions. Like they're they're questions that. Sometimes maybe the best thing, if, if they come to you and say, what do I do? Well, you know, the best thing maybe we can do in this situation is to pray. Let's see if God gives you an answer or gives me an answer. Let's see if he gives us something that we can go off of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then and there's those times, you know, where you get something for that person. Yeah. I I, I, so. I don't know if you remember that, Aaron. Um, but we, we were in uh, East Texas at the encounter when me and you were standing outside and talking. All of a sudden, just some something came to me. I, I don't. I, I cannot explain. I, yeah. Besides, it was a spirit. Okay. And I was I was just giving him all kinds of uh, things that that I was getting in my spirit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, "This is not me talking. Where the heck? Did I that come don't from? know all of this stuff." No. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was before we went into the hotel room. Exactly, we were standing outside, and and just 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 came over me, yeah. you know. But the thing is, that's in an environment where where you know it, it's kind of spirit rich. You you know the, the spirits welcome there, and and it's from all sides. It's he's not shut down. He's not you know the people people there are hungry for it, and and he makes his presence known because he's everywhere. But if you don't welcome him in, we'll never see him. Exactly, and that that's a good a good environment for that, and and even to practice that is a situation like that where you've got brothers that are, whether you want to say more experienced in this, more you know, their their gifts are more developed, their their maybe spiritual sense is more developed, but at a, in a place like that, it seems like he flows in ways where you often don't see him in day to day. Yeah, because if if you think about it, how much prayer is at the encounters? Oh, tons. Yeah, tons. How much worship is there? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, how it's, many people come expecting? I think a lot. Well, a lot of them, even if they're not expecting, they're desperate for something, and exactly. and that's what show, shows up. I I think if you're desperate, that means you're expecting. Yeah. Well, you're expecting something. You exactly. don't know what, but you're expecting something. So the 
the setup is just right for that. It really you know? is. And, yeah. And that's that's where you see all these yeah. amazing Whether you want to call happen. it miraculous, whatever it is, it's I I, I, it's, it's I seriously presence. think it is miraculous. If you after the turnaround, after some of the things that happened, I, I would agree. Like there's it's it is really nothing short of a miracle what happens. Because even even so many people that, that maybe don't agree with it, don't like the encounter, um, have had a bad experience, whether it was a personal note or someone that they saw did something afterwards. You know, there, there's there's millions of stories I've heard as to why people don't go again or why they don't like it, why it happened, somebody let them down. Um, it's not the encounter that let you down. People let you down. And as long as you base your faith on the people that encounter and not on Jesus coming to encounter or the Spirit or God making an appearance at encounter, if you base yourself on the people that encounter, the encounter will always let you down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it is, at the end of the day, it is, it, is, it is man. It is flesh. It is run by man. It is, that's what it is. Don't base yourself on man. You're there for an encounter with Christ. You're not there for an encounter with one of us. Yeah. Yeah. If you are, then, yeah, we were not going to say yeah, You're there for a wrong reason yeah, anyway. Exactly. If you're there for a wrong reason, then you will, you will not see anything. anyway. Well, I take that back. Say you will not see anything. I didn't really go because I was looking for anything in particular when I went the first time. But I saw something. Not what I had expected, not even what I was looking for. But uh, ever since then, I'm not the same person. I remember January 21st, that weekend, 2017. That's when I went. And you had a tough time with me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a couple of guys sitting behind me that just didn't know how to shut up so I could pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I plead fifth. Yeah. I've got a, a very good example about um, dealing with differing opinions in the Christian way and okay. also doing it with the grace. All right. So I got a friend, and he is dating a girl that just, I mean, everyone told this guy and said, this girl is not good. You need to get out, get away, do whatever you need to do. Just go, right? Well, he got attached to her, and I mean, the Ritzy relationship was just a mess, and whole family absolutely despised him. Okay. Well, what well, well, what Sunday he gets her pregnant, and then. Her family literally takes her to the dock and pays for her abortion. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, people shunned the, the this guy off, like, yeah. crazy because... Like other people or her family or, or who? Um, well, a friend of mine did, and... His entire church did. Okay. Because he he was a Catholic. Oh, wow. Okay. And he came to me and his call for Brett soaked down. He was as down on his luck. And I picked him up in his truck, and we just had a completely normal conversation. And he told me, do you know what what's a took? place and i'm like yeah and he he said well i doubt that you agree with that and i'm like no i don't but it's not up to me to judge you yeah. or to kick you out i hope that you have a heart change yeah no 
I truly do pray for for that. But I'm like, there's enough hate, there's enough malice in this world. I don't need to add to it. No, and and it's like, yeah, your opinion can differ, and you can know that they're on a bad path, but you just need to go. I can't follow you down, though. I'll be with, with, with Satan heel for you, but I cannot go down there with you. No, and and I think that that's, that's a really good way that even if you have a different opinion, that it's the it's the graceful way to disagree. Be like, I just can't do that. Yeah. No, but I'm always here if. You get a change of heart. Yeah. But shouldn't we be there for the people, no matter if they get a change of heart or not? I think in a, in in some capacity, yes. Yeah. But, if if you know if if it just continues on and on and on, and you don't see a change, yep. I I I don't know. When but, is the right time to back off? I, I don't know. Is that something that did, you listen to spirit to? I think in all things you listen to the spirit. Oh yeah, but because that there comes a time where you're not helping anymore. Um, exactly. Once you're not helping and you're enabling, that's a problem, and it, it's up to you to see that. You know, I can't say when when the line is drawn for you. You can't say when it's drawn for me. When you are helping somebody or trying to, whether it's a friend, family, whatever it is, I think the only one who really knows where that line is drawn is the spirit, because we we might care for the person you know it might be somebody you're really close to and you might never be willing to give up you might push that through to the very end did jesus ever give up are we know. supposed to give up well, I, I, I don't well, know I, I just have a lot of questions there. okay so man there there is a verse on this let me see if i can find it real quick i have it on some notes not with me but give me a second i mean uh Jesus was talking to the disciples, and he basically said that if you go to a place and they deny you, and they deny me, then kick the dust off your sandals and move on. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly what I was yeah. looking for. I couldn't remember exactly how they no. worded it. Um, so it's Matthew ten fourteen, I believe. Yeah. And I think there's also kind of a natural progression to, you know, that that that's such something that I've really noticed that when you're really walking well with God, yeah. the the people that are not they just naturally kind of leave. Pearls before swine. Does that mean anything to you? Pearls before swine. Hmm. Can't really say it does to me. I think I've heard it before, but no, I can't really say much about it. Uh, I'll have to ask her if she wants to elaborate a little bit. Would you care to elaborate? So while we're waiting so on that. So I, I, I think she's talking about where Jesus said, don't uh, throw the pearls before the swine. Okay. 
I think it's uh, it's it's referring to if somebody does not take what you have to give, what you have to give, or what the spirit has, what what the spirit wants to give through you, because we on our own we don't have anything to give. We can only give what the spirit gives us, or or how 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 would you go about that? I yeah, basically you can only give what what the father has given you because you on your own are not good. Yeah. yeah. Right, and I I think that's what it's referring to. If somebody, you know, if if you give advice to somebody, and they just they just just ignore you, yeah, just just ignore you, or or even try to argue with you, I think that's what it's talking about. Uh, don't, kinda, don't throw the kind of goes to the term asshole. You ever heard that? A S K H O L E, an asshole. No. Asks your opinion, wants to know what you think about it, and then goes and does the exact opposite. That sounds like somebody that I know. <laughs> oh, I wonder who. I'm not going to use names. Oh, I understand. <laughs> not gonna use I names. just, I, I know it's not me, so I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> but so the the verse I guess she's referring to is uh, Matthew seven six. Is that is that right? Uh, it's possible. Okay, so I, I think that's the one it's going to be too. So where are you at? Um, Matthew seven six. I pulled it up on here because I've got my Bible on another one. But I'm going to go to the New King James on that. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. So this is right after you know the the remove the beam from your own eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I kind of get where you're going with that. Um, I, I don't think that one really applies quite as much to this exact situation. Um, I think uh, Matthew 10 uh, does explains it a little bit differently. Um, I like where that goes as far as that goes. Like, you know, sometimes what, what you want to give them is the best or is your best. And maybe, you know, I, I don't know how you would put that in, into different words to say, if you give everything you've got, and and you know it, it, you would you give it to everyone? Do you give your best to everybody? Like that's that's kind of what I get from that that pearls before swine. You know, um, let's find it in. Let's go to something else like Amplified or something like that or NASB. So in the NASB, do not give what is holy to dogs, uh, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, or they will trample them trample them under your feet. And turn and tear you to pieces. So, yeah, I'm not really. I think unless it's just it not is, it is actually uh, giving you a warning. Okay. Because at the end, what what did it say? Tear you to pieces. Yeah. And turn I think, and tear you I, to pieces. I think if you work with somebody that that asks for help or or you yeah. see that they're in trouble, but you see that everything that you give them. They don't apply it, and they just come over and over again. You know, they kind of yeah. want you to carry them. Well, that goes kind of what I said earlier about becoming an enabler. At, at some point, yes. eventually, you have to cut that off, right? Yeah. So, so if, what what it says, if you will not cut that off, if you will not stop that, yeah. they will tear you to pieces. Okay. Basically, what they will do, they will drain you until you will start uh, to um, fall short. Of of what what you have been living for as, as far as your Christian life, you know that you will, and in in other words, you will start to stumble. Yeah, because of them, I think that's that's what that's that's what I understand. Mm-hmm. I would 
Really so like to hear some some then, more on that. But yeah, yeah, I, I would too. I would like to if anybody's got any more information on kind of into into a good area to study that area. Um, that that would be really really helpful if you guys don't mind sharing that. But I feel like maybe that then ties into uh, right before when you go into Matthew ten, uh, starting with verse eleven. So it'd be Matthew ten eleven through fifteen. In the New King James, it says, Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and stay there till you go out. So I guess first question there, how would you, who would you inquire with as to who is worthy? Who is worthy? Is everyone not worthy? Oh my goodness, you got me That's, that's that a real question. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So that's kind of, if, if you're taking all your time to help somebody, there is a time where you stop. How do you know when it's time to shake the dust off your feet and move on? So how far do you take the turn the other cheek before becoming an enabler? I don't think turn the other cheek really works in that sentence as far as enabler. Turn the other cheek to me is one of those. Um, I, I've talked about this in, in personal conversations with people. I've never really uh, given it on a larger scale. If someone was to, I guess, basically harass you for your faith, how far would you be willing to take that? When it says turn the other cheek, you know, someone slaps you, turn your other cheek and let them slap the other one, right? I, I guess is the rundown. I, I can't remember exactly where the verse is. I don't, but. I, I don't know if, if he's right or not, but Andrew Womack talks about that. Okay. He's like, if you want to slap me for my fate, yeah. I will turn my other cheek. Yeah, me too. That's what I figure. But if you come for my 20 bucks that I have in my wallet, yeah. I will get my gun. Yeah. And, so, and that's, that's kind of the way I feel is I, I've always thought that. And I guess I've never taken a whole lot of time to study that. Um, I, I think there's only really one verse that really goes into where where he even talks, even hints towards self defense, where Jesus says, "For let let who him has a, for him who has a sword or whatever, take up your sword, and for whoever doesn't have a sword, if you have a cloak, sell your cloak and buy buy a sword." Um, I've I've thought about that before, and to me, it it, it registers in the way that if you got something against me for my faith, so be it, I'll take it. Yeah. But you come against my family or anything like that then you will see a wrath like, like that, that you don't expect. I might not be a big guy, but... Uh, Very fiery. Yeah, there might be more than people expect coming from behind. So, yeah. you, know, the, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, Herman likes to throw around the term uncontrolled monster. No, no, controlled monster, I guess. Um, that's one of those things. Like a lot of people, you don't really think that. But um, as far as like where it says, turn the other cheek, I think uh, in in Christianity, when, when we turn the other cheek, I don't know if you... I don't know if there's a limit. You basically take what they got to throw at you for it. Jesus said very clearly, you if will it's, be persecuted for If it's for, if it's for your faith. Yeah. yeah. For him. If it's for yes. him. Because yes. he, he doesn't say, if they come at you to destroy you. He says, if if you will be persecuted for my name's sake. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that is where it is. And that, that's probably something somebody, I'm sure, that'll hear this will probably come on and be like, you're full of crap. And that's fine. I might be. Uh, we, are, we are open for. I've been full of crap before. <laughs> so if, if I'm wrong, you know, so be it. If, if if it's proven to me in a different way, in a light where the Spirit tells me I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But until that day, that is my firm belief that you can hurt me all you want for, for Jesus' sake, but you touch my family, I don't know if, um, I don't know if they find you. 
Got a backhoe and an alibi. <laughs> so, a good thing. Um, no comments. I know. Don't worry. I have a backhoe. That I'll get you I an go through um, when I do like Bible studies, and I was doing one with um, Simon. Yeah. And uh, me, me seen him did one for a bit. That was like almost two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and he posed a question to me that was good. And he, he asked me, said, why are you taking this time with me? I'm like, because you listen to the things that I've got to teach. Yeah. And... And then I said, that's the thing. If you did not, then I would not do this. Yeah. Because, because even, it's not Even fatal. if he didn't want to, he, he, I don't think he really would, would, I'm not saying we would push it on him. Like, like you wouldn't, you, you yeah. know, you, you're saying, you know, you, cause you listened, but even if he wasn't listening, not per se, you know, paying attention, he would pick this stuff up cause it, it's kind of what he's surrounded by. Yeah. 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 But um, I said, is it fail for me to not re- reach somebody who is open and hungry for the knowledge that I've gained to spend on a per- person that's not? And the answer was no. And Christ did not do that either. Okay. He did not waste his time. On people that he knew, the hearts were not right. That, okay. That's why he very carefully chose the twelve. Well, I, I see what you're saying there, but how how do you justify that he didn't waste his time on anybody else? We know he picked the twelve very specifically. Yeah. But as far as anybody else in the Bible, you know, it, it doesn't really talk about anybody that didn't accept it. But I'm sure there is a lot of people who, who he talked to that did not accept his teaching. So, like, let's say when he was uh, uh, feeding the multitude, you know, how many people there uh, listened to his word with the same intent that they followed him for life? But how many of them, after leaving, were like, eh, and just moved on? Because I'm sure there was some. Yeah. So, so like, like, how would we put that into daily life to say... Um, that we're wasting our time with this guy, but we're not wasting our time with this guy. Like, yeah. like how, how would we put that into a perspective that that's understandable to, to all of us to say, um, he doesn't believe, and I've talked to him, and he was like, I don't want nothing to do with it. But this guy is willing to, and he wants to learn, he wants to do this, he wants to do that. Uh, he's going to church, he's getting all this, he's going to Bible studies, and he wants, he wants to hear everything I have to say. Well, he's already got all of it. He he's going to these these places to get it. But this guy that doesn't, does he not then deserve a little more attention, even though you know he doesn't want to? Like, how, how do you justify one versus the other? Because this guy needs it. This guy doesn't necessarily need it. Yeah. How do you put that into into? How do we put that into perspective? How do how do you find the people that you're not wasting your time that need you, not the people who just want to sit there to like, there's nothing wrong with fellowshipping and, 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 you know, learning from each other. Cause we do it on a daily basis. And I think yeah. that it's a lot of times it's what, what makes you smarter in it. You know, the term iron sharpens iron is a lot of our opinions that aren't necessarily the same. We can go back and forth. We can have those conversations because we are all believers and we're, we're all kind of, we're taking the, you know, maybe different roads to the same, I say different roads. We're not all taking the exact same path. 
we we are all heading the same direction, but we don't all exactly believe everything 100% to the T. Yeah. But you know, how how do we then justify that that it's okay to talk to to like like you with Simon uh because he wanted to learn. It's not a waste of time because he's going to absorb that knowledge. But let's say if another guy came into the shop and he didn't really want to, but he, you know, he would kind of just brush you off or he would do it because he was willing to listen to you, but he didn't care to. Would that mean he was he wasn't worth the time? I say that it's not that they're not what will solve the time is that I've only got so much time to give. Yeah. No. But then how do you justify which one of them needs the time? Because that's basically putting a price on one versus the other. So I, I don't think anytime we share, whether believer or not believer, I don't think that we're that they're they're ever not I don't think we're ever wasting time. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like like time is precious, I understand. You know, we, we live in, in um a point A to point B life. Uh from the day we we're born to the day we die, we're never gonna gain a minute. Yeah. So every day, every second counts. You know, don't waste it. With with that being the case, we should be speaking to everybody we can. But I mean, then then you go back to what we registered a minute ago. Obviously there's a time where we stop talking to people. So where do we draw the line then to say this guy is not worth talking to anymore? I think I think uh, you got to listen to the spirit because I have seen people that need help. Yeah, but I felt it right away. This I I am not supposed to help this person. Okay, so that doesn't mean that he's not going to get help. Yeah, because it's not just you in this planet. No, you're right. There's billions of people. Uh, yeah, billions and billions of people. Uh. So. That doesn't mean so. I I have seen people that need help, and I right away knew this is not for me. Yeah. I, so I, what do you do? Do you move on and hope yes. to find the right person, or do yes. you try to put them in line with somebody? Yeah. Well, if if he's open to, sometimes you know you will encounter people. You feel it that you're not supposed to help yeah. them, but at the same time, it's it's just blank. Yeah. You got nothing. I I think those situations we just don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Because we are not in control anyway. God has a plan for, for that person. And if it's not you, if God doesn't want to, want to use you to help that person, mm-hmm. then he will put somebody in his path that so will be able to help him. With that, I, I would argue with you. You said we're not in control anyway. That takes away from saying that, that we, we have free will. If we're not in control, what, what do we you, say in German? Der Hafsozult? <laughs> that that's kind of what that goes to. No, it, it doesn't. How not? You are. It, it 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 just doesn't. Well, it just doesn't. But yeah, where's the proof? That like, would like also the, be a spirit led moment. Well, it, it could, but um, to say we're not in control, we we are. Yeah, we're in control. As long as we're here on Earth, we're in control. I did. We're in control one. of our lives. We're in control of all these decisions. Yeah, but but you are not in control. As far as, let, let's say this person needs help. Yeah. You're not in control who's going to help him. No, you're not in control of that. I agree. That's, that's but, what I but meant. But you do have control enough as to one way point them in a direction to get some help. Like, I've thought about that. I've been put in that situation and, and you leave, but then something happens and then you sit there and think about what if I'd done this? What if I'd done that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that, that you can't. Because I think but, you can but help. Sometimes Maybe you're not the some, one to set, solve that problem. Yes. Sometimes you just feel it right away. 
that you're not connecting with this person. Yeah. This this is just not getting anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So how do you deal with that though? In in a way that's not just shutting them off. Because I I really think I I get what you're saying. We're not the one. Like 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 say for example for, for my I can only use myself as an example and. If I go talk to somebody and they come open up to me about a problem they have in their life and I have no idea. I've never dealt with it. I don't know anybody who's dealt with it. I have absolutely no idea how to like what's going on, what's the first step to get out of it. I'm I'm lost. So I'm not equipped for that. If the spirit's not telling me anything, I'm blank like you're saying. I'm not. But what what's the right step there? Like that that this is I think a really good learning moment. What do we do in order to help that person even though? I believe if you are the person that's supposed to help that person, mm -hmm. you will get it. Just like just like uh, me and Aaron. Yeah. I did not have all the answers. I, I, I did not know how to deal with it. Yeah. But I just downloaded it. Yeah. I got equipped right there okay. in the moment when I needed it. But if that doesn't help, if if that doesn't happen, then I believe that you were not meant to help that person. Yeah. The, where I would where I would differ in opinion from you in this one, I don't think it's the person that was meant to happen. I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think it was that you were the one who was supposed to do it. It's in his time. Had Aaron made a decision to go somewhere else instead of the East Texas encounter, if the timing was right. And and it was the moment where where you know he was supposed to receive that answer. It's not necessarily that that you would have had to be that tool, but it happens in God's time. And I think we're all tools, and and in different situations we'll be equipped. But yeah. that that's kind of why I think it, it hits me a little different than it does you. It's it's not as much the person as it is God's time. It could also be the question. How do you mean? Well, because of how I was asking Isaac, because he can kind of relate to what we were talking about yeah but like he the way he started it was he kind of didn't know himself how to work around things yeah but then all of a sudden he was getting this explaining things and then as he said he he realizes like wait a minute i didn't know this but now all of a sudden i do yeah he received revelation yeah. to himself yeah. yeah to himself as yeah. well See, that's that's why I'm saying in this situation, it worked out in God's time and not just in one of your lives, but in both. Because you received an answer you didn't even know, and he received an answer he needed. Yes. So, you know, it, it's one of those things. This is one of those times where had he not been there, there might have been a different tool for you to receive this answer, and he might not have. But the fact that you were in the right spot at the right time, having followed God's will— to be in that pl that precise place, that the answer came not necessarily just because of who it was, be but because you followed his will in his time, the answer comes out. Like, I don't think that, that it's necessarily specific person to person, but I think it's as long as we abide in, in his will for us, that in his time, the, the answer will come. Whether it's an answer to prayer, an answer to a problem like, like this was, but in his time, and I've often taken for granted his time and thought, well, I prayed, now, now come on, let's go. I already said it. And, you know, that's not the way it works. It, you know, it, it says he, will, he, he knows the desire. He, he, uh, what were you talking about earlier? The desires of your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the heart. desires of your heart. It doesn't say he's going to give them to you right now. Yeah. So 
But he also didn't say he was going to wait forever. I don't expect forever. <laughs> I expect it in my lifetime. But I, I don't necessarily think anymore that it's going to happen today or tomorrow. It it might. I hope it does. But if his time says it's going to be a week or it's going to be a month. How about if the desire of your heart is to have it right now? <laughs> well, you got me there. That might be just, playing. Just, that just, might be playing into greed just a little bit there. Uh, it doesn't say if you're greedy, then you won't get it. <laughs> you got to think about it this way: if your kids want something and they ask you and you buy it for them, and you go to the store, you buy it on Amazon, whatever, you got to wait a couple of days. Sometimes they have to ship it to you. Why not? Why? I'm not what sure which you? one Marcy's uh, asking. Why not to? Explain, Marcy. Yes. Yes, please. Why not what? I don't know if she's typing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, maybe maybe yeah, but, some of them are. Yeah. But, but back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Shenanigans. <laughs> uh, okay. Go ahead. About if, if you're supposed to help that person or not. Okay. You have a different opinion. I want to prove you that I'm right. <laughs> I'm okay. always right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that you might have gotten a good one this time. <laughs> oh, why would he not do it right away? Well, I don't know. And, and thing is, I try to think of a good way to, to like, it. I, th this is one, like, when you mentioned it earlier, I really feel like th this is one, I, I made a note earlier that I, I want to really study this in, into the prayer um, as, as to why we ask. I, I feel like we ask because part of that is we make emotion um i heard somebody talk about once uh when jesus healed there was always a physical action with it you ever heard that every time he, he healed somebody when he uh the the lame man he told him now get up mm -hmm. you know get up and take your bed yes. and, and walk you know there's there was always an action something had to come with it they had to do something too and i think prayer is the same thing i think um he knows the desires of your heart and he wants to give it to you but do you have to do your part? Is that what you're you, saying? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think. Here's the one. Do you want your kids to grow up lazy and useless? Of course. Why not? Oh well, <laughs> man. You're <laughs> all full of good answers, right? Because this is one no, of those things. Obviously, obviously not. Well, exactly. And I think this is kind of one of those two. Like, if your kids just expect you to do everything for them, they're never going to learn for themselves. And I think this is a good teaching moment. Uh, why do we ask? Because that means we're actually willing to humble ourselves to ask him. Yeah. Because, yeah, because the Bible says that he knows before we ask. Yeah, I think he but does. But he still requires for us to ask. Exactly. Yeah. Because if if we didn't even have to ask and we would get everything, well, you, then, then we would become just like uh, all these people that live off the government. Yeah. Handouts, yeah, and and, and, that's and all there, there was nothing, yeah. and so the way I see it, if he didn't even have to ask, uh, even though he knows, yeah, what we're gonna ask, it's I I think it's uh, I lost it, I had something really good, um, it'll come back. It's kind of how I feel. I had yeah, yeah. I I think it's uh, humility. On our side, yeah, I could see that to be humble and ask. Yeah, he he knows. The thing is, but, but he, but he wants to reward you. Exactly, but he wants you to come in expecting it, but not not just like you said. He wants you to be humble. He doesn't want you to be entitled. Yes, entitled entitlement, like at least a pride. 
we are not we're supposed to shake pride we're not supposed to have pride so in in that sense i i really think that right there you're onto something when you said to humble yourself you come before him and you ask him as as a kid asks his parents like you know this this is what i really want and because he's your dad he's gonna he's gonna be happy to help you and give it to you and it's gonna be with love because you came out and said hey unless it's something stupid I don't know. Sometimes I give my kids stupid stuff too. Even then, uh, not, I'm not saying not, not, go but go not, pray for a Corvette or something. Because I mean, who wants to be junk Corvette anyway? But, you know, but not something that would harm them. Yeah, I mean, well, it has to way. be. In, in I really think it has to fall in line with His will. Yes. It has to fall in line with His heart. If it's if it's against the Father's will, you shouldn't be wanting it anyway. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're one of those people who wants to, uh, you know, say you're you're somewhat a good person. You go to church, you know, you do this and that, but you want a million dollars so you can go sp- spend it on weed. I'm pretty sure you're not getting your million dollars, just so you know. Okay, what you just said there, if it's not the Father's will to get what you want, but if you get it anyways, isn't there still a line where he'll still be in to guide you through that if you do get it? I kind of forgot what I, I don't you, think I, I quite get that question. Ask that again? Like... I kind of forgot what you said there, but you said because if it's not for his... If it's will, not in line. Yeah, if it's with, not in with line what, with his will. Okay. But if you do it anyways, won't he still be there to guide you through that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but but I, I don't know if that question really applies for... If it's not in line with the Father's will and we're we're praying for it, why would we get it? If If we then received it, that means we got it out of ourselves without God. Would it not be? Like, like, do you have an example? I because if, if you could come up with an example, I, I think I, I would get it a little bit better. Um, right off the top of my head, no. Well, 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 well. You think about it. Um, I think if we didn't have to ask, I think it would work the same way it works uh, with the government, just handing out money or or well, like food a, like, like, or you're like a communist, yeah. like yes. a communist country. So basically, they don't have to ask for it. Yeah. Once they receive it, they're just being lazy. They're not productive. Yeah. And they're just waiting for the next time the hand, handouts are going to come again. Yeah. But he wants us to be prosperous in every area. Yeah. You know, he he wants us to uh, make headways, not just sit there and wait that he's going to give it to us. You know, get off your lazy butt and do something. Oh yeah. If I mean, it's if it's just handouts, then most likely that won't happen. Because how many people do you see that live off the government and a couple of months later you say, okay, no, no, they're they're getting somewhere. Until that stops, that that the handouts come, yeah. that they see that they have to do something. Yeah, most likely it, it, Yeah. Well you can look at uh look what COVID did to America. Once once the don't, restrictions don't were lifted, don't open that can of worms. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. For example, like once the restrictions lifted, and nobody can get employees. Exactly. Well, that, that's another one too. They got all this free money, exactly, and nobody want to do anything. See that that goes to this though. That's um, that's the ones that they they're not humbling themselves before following it to His will, because His will says, "Do all things as unto the Lord." Um, if the desires of if the desires of our hearts are not according to God's will, how's that free will? What do you mean? That's uh, that. That doesn't really play into free will. 
If the desires of our hearts are not according to God's will, how is it? That's exactly how it's free will. Like that, that kind of answers itself. If, if everything we did was according to God's will, how would we have free will? Because we would be doing everything according to what he created us to be. There, there would be no free will in that. Free will is basically saying, God's got a plan for me, but I don't have to follow it. That's free will. I think the question there is, um, how is that free will if, how is, how is that not free will? What do you mean? If, if, okay, if you pray for something that is not good for you, okay. that doesn't mean that that prayer is going to be answered. You yeah, still really can have your way. You still have free will. Yeah. But that yeah. doesn't mean that he's going to be part of that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why, like, you won't receive the answer. You're, you'll still receive an answer. I don't think God leaves a prayer unanswered. Everything is answered. The answer might not always be what you expect, because he does know better than we do. So I think when he says he, he will give us the desires of our hearts, there's some things that I think quite literal he will give us if we ask him for it. And there's some things where I think that what we're asking for, we might feel a sense of what we want, but not know 100%. But that's where it comes in where it says the Spirit will, will intercede on our behalf in utterances and groanings that we don't understand. Because I think there's times where, where we'll ask God for something and we won't know. And I, I, I think even that, he knows. He knows the true desire. He knows what we want, even though we don't sometimes. So I, I think a prayer will be answered regardless. But as far as if we pray for something completely against his will— the answer we see really might not be the answer we're looking for. And we might go in and think, well, God didn't even answer it. That's not true. He'll, he'll send you an answer. But because it might be so far out of what, what you're expecting, you might never think it got answered. What you're saying is you really will miss the answer. Yeah. Think, the answer think, will be thinking there. Thinking that never got answered. Yeah. But how, how can you be sure that the, that the prayer got answered? You can be assured because he says he will. Mo'an. And if he's if he's a liar, then you don't have to be assured. But if he's not a liar, the prayer is answered. So that that's kind of one of those things. This is a, a complete 100% leap of faith. Do you believe God said, does everything he says he will do? He says, I will, I will give you the desires of your heart. He will. But I think sometimes what we consider our desires are not necessarily our desires here and our desires here aren't the same. What we think we want... It's not really what we want. Not really what we sometimes want. Yeah. And, and you know that that's I that's where I would kind of leave that because I I really think that is the answer to that. Well, it would kind of be like I desire a really nice truck, yeah, or a vehicle, but uh, TRX for instance. Well, the I thing would is, desire TRX, but yeah. God knows you really need a vehicle. He'll just give you a little Ranger or something. I don't think so because now you're basically. And I could be wrong, but now you're basically limiting. Now you're saying that God I want God this $120,000 one, but he doesn't think I'm worth anything more than this $50,000 one. I don't think that's the case there. But, you know, I, what what's the reason you want the TRX? That would be the question there. It beats a raptor. Because somebody told me this once. <laughs> so, somebody said they went to church, and it was a buddy of mine, and I, I don't remember. It was here in town, and I don't remember what church it was. But he said, um, the pastor said that, you know, everybody should pray for a Corvette and get a Corvette. And I was sitting there thinking, that's, that's dumb. I don't like them. I don't like vets. I, I, I'm, that's just not my style. And, and the thing is, it's, it's, I, when, when they told me that, I sat there and thought about it. 
why the heck would God, being God, why would he do that? Like, if you really prayed for a car, and I don't even mean a Corvette, like anything, why would you, if you prayed for that, why would he give that to you? Yeah, because he loves you. So if that's true, um, if, if, if my kids wanted one, why wouldn't I want to see him happy? Like, if, if one of my kids wanted, well, actually, I take that back. I'm a, I'm a liar. Um, my daughter, she confession said, when she, time. yeah, it's confession time. My daughter said when she grows up, she wants a G-Wagon. I told her there ain't no way. I said, you want a G-Wagon? You buy your own G-Wagon. A couple of reasons. They're not American. They're ugly. <laughs> so no th- comment. This was one of those where I'm going to say, um, I know a little better than she does. So my knowledge will teach her better. But even still, in all reality, if I was sitting there flowing in money where I didn't know what to do with it, and she asked me for a G-Wagon, so right, right there. I'd probably end up sucking it up getting her one. Right there. If you know better, does the Father, the Heavenly Father do the same thing for us? If he knows See, maybe better? Maybe he does. Maybe that's kind of the trick to that. Because I know better than my daughter. And how many times God being all-knowing and all-powerful, how much more than we does he not know? So if you're asking for a TRX, maybe he knows that the next generation of TRX is going to have crappy engines or something. He's not going to give you one. That's, but yeah. instead, he might give you something else that's going to last forever. Exactly. Yeah. But it won't be a Ranger. Don't worry. Well, we all know. We were all Ford guys, and that's really sinking down fast. So what, what you're saying now is he might not answer that prayer. Oh, no, he'll answer it. But instead of that TRX, you might get something better. Maybe you end up buying like a 3500 series, you know, Cummins dually. Cost just as much, quite a bit bigger, and quite a bit nicer. It's possible. And that's what I'm saying. Like maybe that, that, that's kind of probably a stupid example thinking about a pickup, but that's you know not the point. Yeah, you know that that's one of those things. Like let, let's say you were to pray for a house, right? You got something in mind. Let's say uh, say you you're looking for minimum sixteen to eighteen hundred square foot, <laughs> three bedrooms. You know this, this is what your family requires. Yeah. Um, say you're happy in your job, everything's going. You're praying for this. Well, all of a sudden. You know, you lose your job, right? Now you're freaking out. Now, now God did not only answer not answer your prayer, but but the you chances your, of it went yeah. down. Yeah. Well, now a job opportunity shows up, and you have to move for this job. What happens now when when that job comes with like a a twenty two to twenty five hundred square foot four bedroom house that you didn't even expect? I I can see that. You know, yeah. He has a plan. If you're willing to walk in His plan, what He's got for you is probably better than what you want it's just do you it's just huh? do you Mo-ad. there you go so that, of, that really goes with what uh, a pastor once said and I, I don't know why it stuck so much to me but it has okay he said let go of the good to get something great I've heard that I don't know if I've I said that, that yeah. but I've heard that I like that yeah but how much do we hold on to something good that we have? Not even good. These Mi- something miserable. Well, even. I don't we know about miserable, but some, something we're uh, comfortable this, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what we know how to deal yeah, with. Exactly. Yep. But we are not willing to let go. For something so that, great. Yeah, exactly. Because, if, it's if, because if, you're, if you're comfortable in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just the example that, that you just used, if you're in a 1,300-square-foot house, you're not letting go of that. No, you're yeah. staying there because you're not willing to go any further down. So you're clinging to that. You're not willing to jump into something bigger, but you're not willing to let go into something smaller. 
because you're you're going to cling to that that you will not lose that little bit that you have and because you cling to that 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 grip not only doesn't let you fall backwards but it also doesn't let you move forwards exactly yeah, yeah. so do Man, you, we learned something today yeah do you want me to explain what moad means i kind of do yeah so moad means a set appointment okay so when they speak that it's lots like if you go and you set up an appointment with a therapist so i hear the term all the all of the time i'm too smart to go to therapy and the answer is is you're too smart it's you're too prideful and you're not with chilling to let go yet so it's like with when you pray you can set an appointment with god at a time yeah but you've got to let go of your pride and let let's say go of the things at the time to be to be able to go into the appointment no it's like leave your baggage at the door yeah and so i think quite a few times a lot of the times when we pray some time times it's not that god doesn't want to answer us or he doesn't he's at the appointment time but we don't show up yeah i see that no he's always there yeah that's just do we take the time i think a lot of times we have to leave our agenda which is yeah. very hard for most people yeah because you have basically set it in stone this is what i want and this is what i'm going after yeah and we forget that there could be something greater man i'm i'm learning yeah. from myself here We've, i uh, have never thought about it but it, it, it's something that just came to me yeah we're we're limiting him exactly yeah because our stupid agenda this is what we want we've got our and own we plans. are not yeah we're not willing to change them yeah because i i, I don't know if, if biblical if, like we, we've talked about this do not say i will go into this city for so many days or whatever that we will buy and sell Stop it! Yeah, because that's that is the truth. We we've had this we've had this topic before. You know, we make the plans, and we think that our plans will stand, and our plans are nothing. I don't know if if everybody's brain works that way, but for me, a lot of times is I don't want to let go because I might get something worse. But I don't think so much about that. I might get something greater. Yeah. Why? Why? Why we would belittle? Stupid? We belittle God. We take away what power He has over our lives, and we try to take it into ourselves. No, that's that's very true. It's kind of an eye opener. That man, we didn't drop the ball. No, that's good though. That's good that's knowledge. Good. Now is that knowledge we're going to remember tomorrow? I'm going to going to ask each other tomorrow. I got morning. a notepad here. Yeah. We're going we're gonna make a little note. Yeah, but I, I, I think if we can let go of our agenda, <clears throat> yeah. I think that's a big part of getting the blessing. I think there's that, a country song about this. 
Is there? I think it might be called Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but I think that that's kind of what yeah. we're getting at, right? So many times yeah. we take control of our lives when we don't really have control. But if we just if we just sat back and took a took a, a back seat to it, I, I think you know give Jesus, just give Jesus full control and let Him guide. I think it goes kind of in line with uh, what I saw once. Don't have Jesus as your spare tire. Have him as your steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, he's not your co-pilot. He should be your driver. Have you ever seen that? I've seen bumper stickers. Jesus is my co-pilot. That person was lost. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't know. You're not. He's not supposed to be sitting beside you. He's supposed to be driving. He is the. He is in charge. He is the way. He's not going to just guide you along the way. He is the way. Well, it's kind of like the rally cars. They got their little co-pilot beside yeah. them. How many times don't they miss a turn? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah, co-pilot's dangerous. Co-pilot could get you killed. Yeah. But yeah, talking talking about letting Jesus have the steering wheel. Uh, who was that? I, I think it's um, the worship leader from Cares. Uh, What's his name again? I have no idea. Daniel. Oh, I, I forgot his name. But anyway, he was uh, going somewhere, and he I, I don't know if he had a vision or if he had a dream. I, I don't remember exactly what, what he said. But anyway, he got it very clear that they were going to die. Oh, I think I heard this. They were at a convention, right? Him and his wife both had the same yes. vision and yes. didn't even know about it. Yes. Mm. I remember hearing about this. When they, when they went on the road, all of a sudden they see a semi-truck coming right at them. And they just... Both screamed Jesus yeah, at the same time. screamed Jesus. And they somehow got teletransport... To the other side of To it. the other side of the semi-truck. Wow. And nothing happened. Wow. Because they were in the same line, just just, and I think coming, they talk about it later at a convention or something that both of them had had the same vision in the morning, and both of them had rebuked it and spoken against it. Yes, and taken legal authority away from yes. the devil in that situation that he would not be the cause of the end of their life. Yeah. I remember here. I think it's on uh, one I, of I, the um, what? What's the Andrew Womack po- podcast? Uh, Truth and Liberty? Yeah. No, 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 not that one. It was one of the older ones. I can't remember the name of it now. I'm but it's it's, it's where he had the one, like, uh, who told you you were naked? You remember all those? Like, this was like yes. his starting for yes. those podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember what it, what it was called. But it was somewhere in line in, in, in one of those podcasts I was going through once. He, he talks about that. Yeah. I, I think that would be a very good moment to let Jesus have a steering wheel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's definitely one. Because yeah. you might mess it up. Yeah, that really is. <laughs> but one, one thing I, w- I would like to go back on a little bit, um, uh, where, where Lisa asked about free will. Mm. It, it's, it's towards the bottom there. It's like one of the very bottom ones. Uh, oh, if, you're, um, if the desires of our hearts are not according to God's will, how is that free will? Or okay, how is so, that not free will? Yeah. yeah. So what, what I kind of want to explain... Um, so when it was when open to me once, what free will is, I, I'm a bit of a, a Star Trek nut, so sci-fi is kind of my thing. And I think because, because of that, um, the way free will works was kind of opened up to me in, in, a, in a way that maybe made more sense to me than to other people. And this might be a glorified opinion. This might not be the way it is. But you can tell yourself that all you want because to me, I'm right. And you know, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah, sorry, I'm not sorry. Because like it, it 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 sets it off to me in a way that that it really clicks that free will does exist. You know, there's a million roads you can take to anything, whether they're right or wrong. 
You pick a location anywhere on the map that you're familiar with and pick a destination. Even Google Maps will give you multiple routes. You know, it'll, it'll give you routes through this town. It'll give you routes through that town to go left yeah, at this street. Yeah, and sometimes right give you a stupid route. It says one hour and 30 minutes plus. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, it dang, will. Yeah, it'll, it'll throw you a curveball. That's a good idea. But, but that's, that's, that's life. Well, that's exactly what that is. Well, and yeah, it, wouldn't that just be a... Um, a slower path? God's putting yeah. you on a slower path to get to where well, you Not necessarily that he's put you on that path. You chose a path exactly. that's the, taking yeah. you so, an hour and 30 minutes. So plus. like for him, he's giving you a direct path from life to afterlife. He's giving you a path to heaven. That's, that's, what he, he, that's his plan for you. There's a million different routes, taking left, right turns, taking county roads, taking streets, you know, taking state highways, U.S. highways, interstates. The interstate would be like the direct path. Yeah. So... You know, and, and I know very well that what I'm saying, the interstate is the broad highway, and I know very well the Bible contradicts and says that it's the narrow road, but that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is that he has a direct path for you. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of little roads you can take to get there, but for every single one of those roads you take, he can correct your path and guide you back. So where, you know, where, where it says, you know, if you go, if you take a turn that is not God's will, it doesn't mean you're lost. It means you took a you took a wrong road. You took a wrong turn. He still leaves the door open for you if you can bust a UE and come back. You can find this intersecting road and come back to the path. All those roads can still lead to heaven. It's not to say they will. It's up to you. That's your your choice. It, it's every single one of those turns you make. But at the end of the day, he does not tell you turn left here, turn right here. That, he has a path for you. That kind of goes with what I was talking to Isaac before at the shop. What's that? Um, with the roads, because God is uh, past, present, future. Yeah. So he knows when you're going to mess up. So he's already See, prepared a and, way and that, to go. That I, I, is, is to me not right either. So well, I, that, that's, that's, what yeah. I'm, that's what I'm getting into. So with, mm. with all of these roads leading to the same location, but they... I guess they don't, they don't all lead to one location. They have to lead to two. They, they lead you to heaven or they lead you to hell. Right. But all the roads connect, right? You can, you can make those turns left, right. The, the path you're aiming for is heaven. That's God's will for you. There is another road that will take you somewhere else if you continue on the wrong road consistently. But now what you said is, is kind of where does God live? Where does God fit into this as yeah, far as yeah. the Bible says he knows your days were written out before you know you were ever born. Yeah, um, that that goes to we live in what would be considered linear time. We live in in a set motion that you cannot change. That from the day you're born, there is a set number of days in your life, and the Bible says that's 120 days or 100. 120 days, man. God, I don't way outlived his plan for me. <laughs> no, it's it's 120 years. That that's what God says. Man's days on earth will be 120 years. So, Max, that's what it says. Herman thinks he's going to pass that, but I think God is God. Sorry, Herman. He will have to change a yeah, lot. You might to have make to. that. Yeah, I don't think he changes. This kind of goes to what we're talking to: past, present, future. But anyway, so we live in this time timeline. That says we're born here, 120 years max, we will die. We will die the physical death or the first death. But God does not live in that time we live in. God lives outside of time. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So 
all of these turns you could make on this road, whether you're headed towards heaven or you're headed towards hell, and all the choices you make in between, he sees every single choice, not as if it has already happened, but as if it's happening. And because he sees every single one of those choices, he sees every single outcome playing out in real time. Because he is omnipowerful. He is everywhere. He is... he. There, there's no, no nothing that stops him from seeing that because he lives all of that at once. Right. So to say, to say I make a left turn, he sees all of my outcomes making that left turn. But before I made that left turn, when I came to that fork, he saw my left turn and my right turn. And all of that played out at one time to him, even though it doesn't to me. So your days are written out, yes, but it's set in stone that you're going to heaven or hell. It can't be because then there is no free will. You know, if that's the case, we go straight to what is it that Calvinists believe? You do the best you can and pray like hell that you make it to heaven. Yeah. Because there's no assurance of heaven. There's no assurance of salvation for you. And that's not true because that's not what the Bible says. You know, John 3.16, what does it state very clearly? For all who believe. So if you believe, then there's a chance for you to get to heaven. You know, so that that is how I see that playing out, free will. It does exist. It he sees it. He sees the good. He sees the bad. He lives all of that with you at every in one split second. Every single every single choice you make, your entire life flashes. You don't see it, but he does. So he always knows every outcome. Whether you're going to go to heaven or hell, he already knows. Every single day you make a decision. You know the day the day before you were saved that you knew you were condemned. You know it was very clear you're going to hell. I know it was very clear for myself. But the day that that turned, my path changed. And that means that that day he saw a new outcome, an outcome that now there was a chance to go to heaven. Yeah. Well, and the thing and about work. free with with yeah. sale too is that's a very easy way. Um, that whenever I get into it with a Calvinist or um, such someone else about free will, I'm like, God is order. God brings everything into what it is supposed to be, yeah. what God created it to be. God, in everything that he is, he is order. Well, the devil is the opposite. Okay. He is chaos. And then, then I ask them, I'm like, how chaotic is your life? How chaotic has your life been? And they're like, well... Things have gotten out out of control at times, and I said, yeah. "Well, if things were set and you had no real choice, and you were destined to be what God created you to be, there would be order." Okay, you're gonna have to explain that because that that completely contradicts what I would see as free will. So, or uh, unless I'm just completely misunderstanding, well, I I, th- I think what he is saying is if. Wow. Go ahead. So, you, <laughs> with, with, with sin, you make a choice that the way from God is sin. And sin throws you into chaos. Okay. No. So, if we had no free will, then there would be pe- people that would be completely in chaos. And then there would be those that would always be completely in order. And no one is completely in order. We all have k- k- 
chaos in our lives yeah. because we chose to sin. No. So that's why. No, I'm like, if you had no free will at all, then God can't make sin. God can't be sin. Yeah. So if you were destined from the beginning without choice to be with God, you would have to be completely in order and sinless. I I get what you're saying. I, I don't know if that really, to me, clicks in the same way it probably does to you. I get I, I get it, though. Yeah. But I, I, it doesn't really... I don't know if I'm just not understanding it right, but it, it doesn't really seem like it, it, it applies quite the same way. So you might this might be one of those we're going to have to talk about a little more... You know, kind of figure out like maybe one one evening or something when we get some time because that one, I, I'd be more curious to hear hear about how how you know you get to that. But I get where you're coming from with the chaos if you're living in sin. But how? I'm trying to think of a good way to question this to where it'll make sense. How does that living in chaos versus order? If we go to living in order, so that would then be. There is no free will. That's what you're saying, right? So if, if we were completely in God's will from day one by predestination, okay, never mind. Then I, I get it. Okay. Yeah, the ones that were, were destined that's where for it heaven, me. Yeah. that would always be in order. Yeah. The ones that, they, that were destined to hell, they would always be in always chaos. Always be in chaos, but there would be no in between. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Because what I was kind of getting out of it was predestination, and I was like, no, that contradicts free will. But I, I get what you're saying now. If we didn't have free will, we would stuck be stuck in predestination, one way or the other, heaven or hell. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Oh. So, do we have anything else? I don't know if we even really got into anything about really persecution. This was really like good. That. It was. Don't, I really don't, don't play it, it, okay? Okay. <laughs> no, we, I think we did in bits, though. Yeah, maybe in little bits. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everybody out there enjoyed it. Hopefully, you guys got something out of it. If uh, you got any questions or comments, you know, send them to us. Uh, we ought to start maybe going through, and maybe next week we'll try to answer a couple. If you guys send us something, see what we can figure out. But so for everybody that tuned in, we thank you. We really enjoyed it. So y'all have a good night.